0: Oh, it's a Halloween podcast. All Halloween-themed topics, right? Exactly. Uh, nothing but frights and terrors in this spooky bowl of dude soup. Thank you, listeners, for joining us, whether you're watching live or watching later. Yes, it's nothing but the, the most terrifying, uh, thrilling, edge-of-your-seat action. Oh, that's not really a phrase to did. Whatever. Because um, we're going to be talking about loot boxes at long last. Um, and on my my loot box panel is uh, Treasure Queen, Elise Willems. Hello.
1: Oh, are we doing the loot box theme or are we doing the scary Halloween theme? I mean it can be both. I, okay. Ooh, you don't open that loot box because you might find some used hypothermic needles inside. Ooh. That's uh
2: this is gonna air after Halloween at least. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh
0: Table Master Bruce Green. What
2: does that mean? What is I don't that, know. You're table master master of the tables. Like man. I can run the tables? Yeah you can. In Vegas? Yes you can. Man, have you ever seen me play crafts before? No, but I want to. I'm not bad at it. I'm not bad. I, I think, think I have, have. I yeah. I probably have. I'm not bad at it. I'm okay.
3: <laughs> and then uh, King of the Slots, James Willems. Uh, you mispronounced that word. Hey,
1: oh, King of the Sluts. There it is. Sluts.
0: <laughs> Man, dude <said laughs> that. Look at me, slut. <laughs> For such a short amount of time, uh, the word sloot. There was a whole class of dude that, word, that loved slut. saying that. I like start. they thought they had queued in on some amazing code and no one could decipher what they meant. I gotta start what? using that word, oh, what Yeah. What
3: is that? Slut. Yes, they just say it wrong. Yeah, yeah. because I guess they like, felt like those sluts. You know what I'm saying? No, it, well, it doesn't make sense. You're still if someone wrote it down, they would still know what you're saying. It was yes, that's a great sign.
0: We want free, free broads. broads.
2: <laughs> we want free <laughs> <laughs> Uh
0: This podcast is brought to you by two sponsors, neither of which will uh, will give you any kind of odd messaging about the offers they uh, offer to you. I don't know what I'm going I think with that. He's foreshadowing. Yeah, it's not a. It's a loot box thing. It's all oh, loot box oh, boy. themed. Um, So we got Blue Apron and Mac Weldon uh, You can discover new wines today You can get $25 off your first wine box By going to blueapron.com slash soup wine And uh, yeah It's the thing soup um, And you can uh, You can get 20% off your Mac Weldon order By going to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your promo code soup Now one second uh, It seems as though The mic audio is all fucked up
2: Yep and it may be because it's
0: coming through a different device That's cool Wait, so hold on a minute. How can you tell? Uh, people are telling me on the internet. He's so he got the, a dude soup, the dude soup the hashtag, which is used
3: explicitly center. to tell yeah. us what is wrong what with it. What is
1: it called? What does he call it? He oh, calls the Ops Center. He call, yeah, he calls it the op 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 center. something center.
2: Uh, the Ops. Like op. Does he, though? Operation Center, yeah. yeah. That's
1: what it's called. Okay, yeah. okay. I thought he had a, a worse name than that, but I guess that's pretty bad. That's <laughs> what? what was that? Yeah, what? All right, guys. I need to buy.
3: Did you ever buy your uh, Overwatch Halloween loot boxes? I don't do that.
2: You guys do that. I don't do that. You and Adam are the ones that do that. That must explain your lame vanilla skins. That's what it is. That explains <laughs> it. Um, no, I don't. The only time I did that was uh, when what was it? I think Blizzard gave us all the oh the uh, Chinese, Chinese New, Year. New Year stuff. Yeah, which was awesome. They didn't give us the skins. They gave us loot boxes. But, mm-hmm. Um yeah I really like this the skins this time around are great mm-hmm. uh, I'm just not gonna spend 50 bucks I haven't gotten any I don't think I've
0: gotten any of the new ones None. all right guys I think, I think the audio is all, all set all set because yeah I think it was set to them the the, uh, the web the yeah. webcam hit
1: us up in the op center let us oh, know. oh yeah
0: tag us in that op center uh, and it's good again yeah see I'm getting good at this <laughs> it can start broken but at least I'm getting better at fixing it uh, on the fucking fly God damn the show um, well we got a we got a great discussion for you guys today Oh boy! um, Oh, I should have teased it out and then banter. Oh well, what are you gonna do?
2: <laughs> Every week he corrects himself, and no, he says, "Oh, I should have done this." Oh, well, <laughs> we're getting there. What what number is this? One one forty six. We're getting there. We're, we're getting working it. out hey, the kinks. When are we? Gonna, <laughs> what are we gonna hit it. When we get that strikes, um, we're gonna get there. I stayed there in the Stardust. I stayed. At, I stayed. At that <laughs> brag stayed about there. it. You play
1: craps there, just okay. I think
2: I did actually play the crap Play craps oh, there. Oh, that must it was have only been, okay. That must have been G four. Um. Uh, it was. It
3: was the last okay. year that I did it for G four. Because let's see, uh, how the based on your age and the time you would have been to to. I think it was th- twenty
2: ten. I want to say is when
3: I stayed there. So so yeah, twenty ten. Six nights at the Stardust. Twenty ten at the Stardust <laughs> means they probably paid forty nine dollars or less per night. Absolutely. for your room. You spend
1: six days in Vegas.
3: Six
2: night I had to do it every week. Or I'm sorry, every year, <laughs> every week, uh, every year for CES. <laughs> I lived there for for ten years in a row. No joke. God. And I stayed at the Stardust and they demolished it the next year. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, that's like
3: the end. Yeah. And they put you up at Imperial Palace. They demolished that one the next the, year. Probably, or probably the Aladdin before that, <laughs> the Sands. It was the Stardust. You're gonna go to Tropicana next year. Your
2: Imperial Palace and there was one other one, one other really shitty one that I stayed at. Fuck, what was it called? They demolished that one though the next year too. Mm-hmm. Um, I stayed at three hotels in a row or they demolished them the next year.
1: If mm-hmm. you're just ruining the plumbing, yeah. everywhere you stay in Vegas, it's all so old.
2: Circus, circus! Did you stay there? I did I never stayed at Circus Circus. No. Thank God, thank
3: I stayed God. there. I stayed there when I was driving driving across country because it was the cheap. It was literally the cheapest
2: hotel. Do they have the cool trapezes in the ceiling? Were people doing stuff in the? Ceiling? There was a, There is an actual circus
3: above, like where the casino floors. But you had to pay to get in there, so I wasn't getting in there. We went up to the front desk. This is Dan and I and another friend, and we said, "Give us your cheapest room." You
2: said that to them. We said, "Give us oh, your cheapest no. room,"
3: and it was so they had the actual hotel. Yeah. And then outside, there was a parking lot. Right. And then beyond the parking lot were, like, these, like, bungalow buildings. And then we were the last furthest bungalow, third floor, which is the top floor, in the farthest part of the bungalow. How much was it? It, w- it was, like, $30. Oh, no, that's not bad. It was, like, $30. <laughs> we stayed there for bad. two nights. That's not bad at all. And then we went in there. <laughs> There's a This is a good story. Uh, <laughs> we went in there, and it was a fine room, except it smelled like smoke. So someone who was clearly smoking in there. That's valid, yeah. There was one point where Dan... Went somewhere to get something from his car, which involved going back to oh, the parking man. lot. Came back, he went to where he thought our room was, opened the door, and it was just a, a, a room exactly like ours, except there was a toilet in the middle of it. Like, someone had taken the toilet out of the bathroom, set it in the middle of the room, and they just... And that's when he realized he was on the second floor. Oh. <laughs> so the toilet got a better room than we did. <laughs>
2: <laughs> was it a working toilet?
3: No, someone had just like removed the toilet, the toilet from the and bathroom and just set it in the middle of this, and the door also just opened for him. It's like it's a hotel; you'd think the door would be
1: locked. It's like The Shining. Yeah, yeah. but naked that was, lady that was yeah. That
3: was the we were in a room worse than that one.
2: I have a, I have a good story just very really quickly. Sorry, Lawrence. Okay. Uh, uh Same thing with the hotel where mm-hmm. like the, this really shitty hotel in Escondido near mm-hmm. San Diego gave Ooh, us glamorous. They uh, <laughs> we stayed there because it was cheap and. The the we checked in at like one in the morning the clerk gave us the room keys mm-hmm. Which was like oh, here's your room keys, you know, bye and so we walked we walked out to our room We swiped the room key opened the door because it worked We opened the door and all we see it's like pitch black and all we see is this literally naked man Get up <laughs> out of his bed and stare at the lighted door where we were <laughs> and, and I was like I slammed the door. <laughs> and I went back and I was like, "Uh, somebody's in the room. You just gave us." He's like, "I'm using the toilet." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh shit! I'm am really sorry." Wow. And I was like, "Yeah, well, tell that other guy." That's like, <laughs> felt really bad for him. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe God, it was Vegas the ghost. Is magical. Man, that was well, that was really scary. Oh, well, That was actually San Diego.
3: So <laughs> There's the Aladdin. These are these are all bulldozed.
2: Yeah, that's why you got to engage the deadbolt. I played
0: Killer Instinct too there once. But maybe you should engage the deadbolt on your wallet. Because of dang all these loot boxes siphoning your money mm. like crazy. All right, so loot boxes have been lighting up the internet for the past week or two. Uh, a lot of people calling for regulation, which is weird considering that a lot of the gaming audience tends to be pretty uh, libertarian hmm. in their governmental beliefs. But that tends to change when there's something about video games they don't like. Um, but don't let that color the the conversation for you because there's actually a lot of good ins and outs to this. And, and uh even though I may have a reputation for being needlessly contrarian, maybe that won't happen this time. Uh, so, yeah, let's, uh, I guess let's start with a, a brief summary of what's going on. There's a lot of games that are getting loot box functionality. Uh, a lot of people don't like that. Uh, Battlefront essentially is like progression through loot boxes, which people don't like. Shadow of War, pay theoretically. To win, yeah. Shot of War theoretically had, like, pay-to-win mechanics. Uh, Activision just trademarked a thing that says that monetization hooks can be factored into matchmaking. So that can all still go through a loot box process. Basically, people aren't happy with this thing that seems very similar to gambling invading every big-budget game. But why is that happening? So uh, I think to, to appreciate appreciate the state of affairs, you have to understand why it is the way it is. That way you can start to make changes, because the market only really reacts to money. And that is essentially why we are where we are now. Um, box, tra- traditional box games, 60 bucks, play it for 20 hours and put it down for good. Those are fading away because they don't earn the same amount of money that games that have, uh, games are either games as a service, something like Overwatch, or games with recurring revenue models, World of Warcraft, even Grand Theft Auto Online. These things are starting to earn crazy amounts of revenue that a $60 release that gets forgotten in two months just cannot compete with. Uh, In that in that nature or in that vein, there are a few stories that broke this week that are pretty cool Uh, Kotaku has a very long and fully games journalism article About uh, the demise of Visceral games Uh, It's actually a pretty good read. I recommend it. I think it's pretty good for understanding that When a company cancels a game, it's not because they hate the people who wanted to play that game There's a whole bunch of factors that go into it so for Visceral they were in San Francisco, which is a very expensive place to have workers Uh, There were a lot of other factors. Uh, They didn't have the staff. They were going to they were going to get that staff But then that staff got assigned to doing the campaign on Battlefront 2 A bunch of cultural conflicts both internal and external it it does a really good job of of basically Analyzing all the factors fairly objectively, but the long and the short of it is EA as a company Did not see the revenue potential in an uncharted like Star Wars game that they saw on something like Battlefront because it's a story It's linear it's narrative you play it you play it and you're done. You're talking about Star Wars 1313, right? Yeah, 1313 and then the game, because that was a different game. That was at LucasArts. Uh, LucasArts shuttered their entire game's development decision because, I speculate, Disney also wasn't seeing the rate of return on games that they want from their products. Disney's one of those companies that wants to own the planet with everything they make, and largely they do. Uh, and I think a game that earns a couple million dollars just isn't even on their radar.
1: Disney Infinities. Yeah, Disney Infinity was canned because, I also
0: speculate, it was because it wasn't pulling in the amount of money they wanted. It was profitable, but Disney has very high standards for what stays under the Disney umbrella in terms of being profitable. Um, One of the things cited in the Kotaku article was, let's see here, there's a quote here that I find very telling. All right, uh, so Amy Hennig, who had led up the Uncharted games, was hired by Visceral to lead up this Star Wars uh, Uncharted game. Essentially, is what it's called. There so is a quote from the article. Hennig also wasn't used to working with a corporation like Electronic Arts. Despite being owned by electronics giant Sony, Naughty Dog had been able to operate autonomously in large part because they were widely perceived as a corporation's prestige video game studio. At EA, however, things were different. "Quote: She was given these massive presentations. She was giving these massive presentations on the story and themes," said one person who worked on Ragtag, which is their internal code name for this Uncharted Star Wars game. Uh, EA executives are like, FIFA Ultimate Team makes a billion dollars a year, where's your version of that? Mm -hmm. Um, Hmm. And wouldn't you know it, FIFA Ultimate Team, or EA Ultimate Team does make a shitload of money. This is from GamesIndustry.biz from March of this year. Uh, EA's Ultimate Team business now contributes $800 million in net revenue annually, up more than 20% year on year. It's
2: unbelievable.
0: Yeah, we last heard about Ultimate Team revenue in March last year when CFO Blake Jorgensen, told analysts at Morgan Stanley Conference that it had reached $650 million, around half of all the money EA made from extra game content that year. Wow. Yesterday, Jorgensen gave an update at the same conference, confirming that Ultimate Team is now worth $800 million. Anecdotally, the other article puts it now at a billion. Man. So with that amount of cash rolling in That's on... That's from FIFA. Yeah, from like FIFA cards and FIFA coins. Right. How can you even say that, oh, this game might gross $800 million? Optimistically? It just doesn't even stack up some other headlines that kind of reinforce this shift in gaming, GameStop announced a rental plan. So you pay 60 bucks for six months, and in that six months you can check out one used game from any store whenever you want. Turn it back in, keep it as long as you want. It's essentially like a library, which you guys should check out libraries, because they have
2: video games now. But, uh... New video games? No, used. It has to there be from a used catalog. That's but like brand new, like, for example, if you wanted to go and get, you know, Battlefront 2 or something. If they have a used copy of it, sure. But um, now they'll use... Uh, listen, We've been through this before. Yeah, We did Blockbuster.
0: We did video game rentals. The stuff that you want is gonna be gone. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. sort of. I mean, I think the stuff that you want, people will have to keep the disc if it's a recurring service kind of game. But if you play Uncharted and you finish it, oh, I see. then you trade it in. And now even if you go to GameStop, they're even pushing you away from even buying the used copies of those sorts of games. Hmm. So if you want to play Wolfenstein or Uncharted or any other like contained single player game, you get this rental program, and you're not even you're not even now removing used items from the market. You're just cycling them, which is driving down the purchasing power of those kinds of games in the first
2: like the single player anyway. narrative stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. So all I is feel is like, fly cost. Um,
1: it's still fifteen a month or whatever. 15? I think sure for like
3: two, right? Two discs. I don't know. know. You can get different discs. This I don't know. I I was a Gamefly subscriber for a really long time while I was poor, and it was the greatest thing in the world. Same. And it was it was like. They send it to you, and sometimes you don't get the stuff you want, but you always get something in your top three list. And there's always more than eight or nine games you want to play at any given time. This, I, I mean, played more games in my free time when I was poor using GameFly than this ever. sounds
1: essentially like this model. That model, ten dollars per month, is what it basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, shakes out to, and you can keep one of the the games. Um, I I'm curious curious about that because you know certain games. Have different monetary values. A g- Nintendo games never drop in price. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you if you say I want to get Mario Odyssey and it's still retailing six months later, as opposed to a uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which may have, or Assassin's Creed, which may have dropped in price. Whether GameStop has some fine print on any of mm-hmm. that, like dollar amount value, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're kind of getting the same option is gamefly of like keeping. I'm sure Except you
3: have to go somewhere.
1: You have to physically go somewhere which no one wants to do no, you ever. You have to go to GameStop. Yeah, either. you have to go yeah. physically go to a store to check out. You're getting physical copies. I mean, I I bet GameStop is hoping that you will keep those dis- something at the end of 6 months well, because they're going to have like with this program now if people aren't buying used discs but they're still able to trade in games for for credit, they're just going to have so much inventory that in just the sheer, you know, scope of trying to store it places and mm-hmm. then unload it, man, like that's going to probably be a nightmare.
3: Well, I think they're also trying to figure out a way to get people back into their stores. Yeah, they, they want people mm-hmm. in stores. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. To, look at, to, look, to basically buy the Oh, thing. did you hear about Mario versus Rabbids? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Here's your copy so- of... Well, yeah, design.
1: so much of retail strategy is just getting customers into your store, mm-hmm. um, hoping that w- that way you can add on items to you know you get them in their in your store for one thing you can add on two additional items whatever so yeah, I I, could, I completely agree they're like well I'll come in and then hopefully we can sell them an actual full price game mm-hmm. in addition to this
0: well this is also a way for them to.
1: Earn recurring revenue
0: on their stock of used games. It's, it seems their strategy has shifted from let's sell off used inventory to now we'll bank used inventory and in a Netflix way use that to just get recurring predictable income. It, it's crazy when you think about it because GameStop is now changing their strategy to recurring direct to consumer revenue as opposed to selling a product and getting return. Yeah. yeah. Um, everyone's going that way. That's just, that's like the new way to earn money in America. And, and the effect that that has on video games is. You can check out a disc of Overwatch or whatever, and you can play Overwatch if you have the disc. But those monetary hooks are still in the game for you to give money directly to Blizzard after you're giving money directly to GameStop. So it's, it's all, no matter what version the product gets to you, there's still a manner or a, a hook in there for you to get addicted to loot boxes and then spend $15,000. Um, which uh, brings up the next point. So this is, where all, this is where all big budget game design is trending because that's where the largest returns are. That's just kind of math. Now, here's the problem. At what point does it become illegal or morally, morally incorrect? Uh, because games make a science out of tugging on your neural biases. They actively study and tweak your reward centers to make you keep playing. Um, and there's not a whole lot of morality in that. Essentially, it's just if we can keep people playing longer and spending more money, then we do it. Because we're a business, and that's what we do. So the question is, are loot boxes illegal now? Um, and I'll go over some statements that were offered by various organizations and regulatory committees And then we'll actually call in a real-life bonafide lawyer to go over His interpretation
2: so we're We're asking the question are they illegal now in the systems? They are currently being used in and people are paying for that's correct. Okay, uh, so
0: here's here's what as I read it uh, Here's here's how I interpreted it um, it seems that in most cases most Agencies don't consider it gambling because you can't win money, and you're guaranteed a prize. Those two factors seem to seem to make it not gambling. So when you buy a loot box, you're going to get something. It may just may not be what you want. What's the definition of a prize? Um, any kind of reward for for money offered. Sure. Um, there there is like a legal definition, or, and
2: you know one blue or whatever. I imagine the lawyer
0: will will help you with that. But essentially, I mean, you can get all common items. At least you got something. Um, the fact that the fact that there is no state in which you can play and lose everything prevents it from being gambling. right? And the fact that you can't exchange your rewards for cash value prevents it from being gambling. Mm-hmm. Which
2: in some cases is actually worse, in my opinion. Yeah, well, um, yeah. You
0: know. Uh, so the ESRB uh, said, quote, the player is always guaranteed to receive something even if the player doesn't want what is received. Think of it like opening a pack of collectible cards. Sometimes you'll get a brand new rare card, but other times you get a pack full of cards you already have. So that's ESRB. Uh, but you can't trade those cards for money. Yes. Um, and you cannot do that with loot boxes. Sometimes you can Uh, and see that that's when it gets weird Uh, Dirk Bosman's of Peggy which is the rating board in in Europe says loot boxes are currently not considered gambling You always get something when you purchase them even if it's not what you hoped for for that reason A loot crate system does not trigger the gambling content descriptor and then goes on to say it is not It is not up to Peggy to decide whether something is considered gambling or not. This is defined by national gambling laws. Oh and to that point, the UK government says, where items obtained in a computer game can be traded or exchanged outside the game platform, they acquire a monetary value, and where facilities for gambling with such items are offered to consumers located in Britain, a gambling commission license is required. If no license, lo- if no license is held, the commission uses a wide range of regulatory powers to take action. Essentially, they're saying, as until that digital item goes onto a third-party website and is exchanged for money, it's not gambling, so we have no authority. So there's a lot of that. There's a lot of... There's a lot of it may be close, but until it hits these specific points, it is not gambling such as we know it. Therefore, hmm. we won't we won't get involved. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that's fair? Uh, fair of them to make that statement? Yes. Do you, do you think it's... Do you think the system is working as intended when it comes to how loot boxes are used, how they're marketed, and the sorts of players they reach? Because I, I know a big concern here is that kids get exposed to all of these marketing hooks and all of these like practices that are designed to tug on people's mental mental desires for reward and then that is then funneled into the loot crate system which has the titillation of gambling even though it doesn't satisfy the legal or dictionary definition of gambling which i'm going to get i'm going to get our our lawyer friend on the call here in a second
1: so these companies are establishing a predilection for gambling in children's psyche mm. be- years before they're actually able to gamble, so it's... Yeah, there's something... but I, mean, I can see that. Commercial, like, the average children's toy commercial is exploiting... I mean, children are, are here to be exploited. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, would say,
3: I would say we're giving too much credit to human beings. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: think human beings are
3: predisposed to this, which is why this stuff developed. Oh, I think the reason gambling is a thing in humanity that has a term is because human beings' brains... Are naturally programmed to think that their win likelihood of winning is Better than their likelihood of losing despite all the evidence to the contrary So I think I think gambling is just a reflection of what's going on already in our heads and the fact that it's happening in different Mediums doesn't really Hmm. to me. It doesn't really change much or does it
0: so uh, Not to interrupt, but I did I do have some supplemental research about variable rate reinforcement which is the exact uh, mental tick that loot boxes and gambling tug on in the human mind. Uh, Dr. Luke Clark, director at the Center for Gambling Research, at the University of British Columbia. This is Dr. Loot? Dr. Luke. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Loot would be amazing.
1: Salute <laughs> Clark.
0: Clark. Um, let's see here. We know that we know that the dopamine system which is targeted by drugs of abuse is also very interested in unpredictable rewards. Uh, I'll skip a bit of it. Modern video games then amplify this idea by having many overlapping variable variable ratio schedules. So essentially a lot of things leveling up all at the same time combined with the unexpected delight of getting like a loot drop or a high level item or a loot crate with a with a champion item in it or something like that you're trying to level up advance your avatar get rare add-ons build up game currency all at the same time what this means is that there's a regular trickle of some kind of reinforcement i think james to your point what that means is games might be surgically refining the gambling idea in a way that gambling
2: itself hasn't done if that makes any sense, it, it I, does. I, I, it
0: still feels I, to me that this
3: is a human. Well, I, th- I think you're,
2: James, I think you're totally right. I think, but with, with gambling is that they've established regulations with gambling with gambling, like actual, you know, gambling with money and stuff like that. So I think what people are getting at is they want to establish regulations with video games so that they're not, uh, like you said, like you said, Lawrence, stepping uh, beyond the line. That even gambling is not allowed to do because of regulations.
1: And what you see isn't traditionally gambling. They're not p- putting a slot machine in front of people in a game, but the it triggers the same kind new. of response yeah. chemically in your brain to it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm playing Super Mario Odyssey, and they're... Is a slot machine.
3: That's not an actual slot machine. Is,
1: I'm getting moons. <laughs> and the, I'm the, getting the Wii used to tell me to go outside every once in a while. The Switch does not tell me to take a break and go outside. because you can play it outside. My dopamine. I, oh, that's true. <laughs> I do, and I do. My dopamine is at an all-time high. I just think,
3: <laughs> I mean, I think it's foolhardy. Even gambling regulation doesn't make any fucking sense. Hmm. Is it not a gamble to enlist in the army <laughs> and say I'm going to go off and fight in a war sure, overseas, and maybe I mean, not get to come home in to life my family. Is a at that point, at that point, yeah, really you're just yet. Yeah, you so can't. Abstract. You can't play. You can't play like. Well,
1: and then, it, but then you think about like, oh well, does a game like Animal Crossing encourage children to become hoarders because they're collecting, collecting, collecting?
3: Or does playing Call of Duty make you violent?
1: Does Pokemon encourage you to to cage and to collect uh, monsters? Collect monsters. I think, I think we're at the point
3: now where <laughs> gaming know. is such a massive construct with so many reflections of what humans desire and what humans want to do that it's finally caught up to real life which has had gambling for a long time yeah I think we've gotten to the point of complexity where gaming
2: is a medium that just is catching up to what everyone wants so then they would say then regulate it That's I don't, that's at that point yeah. once it's caught up now it's like now it's time to regulate
1: it I don't think it's right to To exploit children by any means. I'm not condoning that in in the jokes and the quips and et cetera that I'm saying. (laughs) I don't think we thought Uh, that What is the the MSRB on Overwatch? A game like Overwatch. Um, That's... you mean the ESRB? the ESRB? ESRB. I said uh, MSRB.
0: Good question. So, yeah, it, it has been suggested by, uh, it is Teen. It was Teen. So it's been suggested by, I think Total Biscuit suggested that if it has a loot crate system, bump it to mature. Really? No matter what, the fact Which that- totally, it,
3: by the way, stops people from playing games.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, but that's, that's the idea, right? It's not about changing what people do, it's about making them aware so they make an educated decision.
3: Except that's not how human beings work. I know. But I don't know. I get it. It's all. We I mean, got. sure. It's like it's like okay, fine. Put in a bureaucratic effort for everyone to ignore.
1: I mean, in the in the Some parents <laughs> pay attention to yeah, the ESRB do. rating in it their just, ratings box. You know, besides beside cartoon mischief, maybe there's gambling. Mm, people in think there. I the kind it. of
3: parents who pay attention to the ESRB rating are the kind of parents who are going to sit down and educate their kids about what can actually happen if you do it anyway. Well, you're diving into psychology. I know I am, but I think think that's what this is. This is a psychological examination of the human mind.
1: Says the guy in the nicer chair than the rest of us. (laughs) Exactly, you guys come in week
2: after week, sit here for two hours in uncomfortable chairs. I'll blow your mind, i do it on purpose. Why? Because I want my posture to be straight. So it forces me to do this because of my, like, instead of leaning against it, which sucks. So. I guess, but if you get something with a lumbar support. look. I'm not I'm I you like you like your <laughs> to to
1: Win it we open the loot boxes, so we know what not to do
0: exactly <laughs> well if all, if all this if all this discussion of gambling has you an adult mindset That's because we're all adults and that and as a proper adult that Are means we? you get to enjoy a glass of wine every now and again I'm nice. getting there nice. all of those nice. yeah, alcohol yeah. By every by last yeah, like, uh, No reason to drink it, but human beings do wild. It's also regulated. <laughs> <laughs> it can taste good. It can fundamental anyway uh, so Blue Apron, largely a sponsor of this podcast due to their food, is flipping the script on you. Because now they're sending out wine in boxes. Yes, wine in a box. You heard right. Uh, except it actually comes in nice little bottles, so yeah. it's not uh, not box wine. But cool. it's actually a pretty cool service. So uh, they send you a wine box. It's got a sampler of, like, reds and whites in it. And if you, if you are a user of Blue Apron, you'll see that uh, each card has, like, a recommended wine flavor profile on it. It's actually pretty cool how the system locks together. Once you get the wine box, the wine bottles have the little sticker on top. So you don't even have to know anything about wine. You just match the colors and the shapes. And then you've got yourself a nice little wine pairing. And now you have become even classier than you were before. And the cool thing is all those bottles are basically like two-thirds the size of a normal bottle of wine. So it gives you just the right amount for two people or however many you're pouring wine for. Or you can drink it yourself. If you're like me and a professional, professional drinker. Uh... Each uh, each Shot vintage Yeah, basically. Jeez. It's just a tumbler uh, each uh, each each shipment of wine also comes with a little placard telling you where where it was made and what goes into it and stuff like that So if you want to learn about wine, you can do that too, or you can just drink it and have a good time uh, You can also get $25 off your first wine box by going to bleeper.com slash soup wine which is my favorite combination of uh, of dictionary words soup right wine. now? I read yeah. that.
1: <laughs> so
0: twenty five dollars off your first wine box at blueapron dot com slash soup wine, s o u p w i n e. Thank you Blue Apron for the delicious wines.
1: And if you cook Blue Apron meals, they'll often suggest a paired wine with yes, it.
3: it Lawrence is saying. Did A little thing they have little items. Oh, they show little
1: pairing. pairing. I'm sorry. Is. I was thinking about. Something. You thinking about <laughs> <that one. laughs> No, I was thinking about how. Uh, thinking about Mario. Honestly, I was thinking about how we have a box of it we over there. We have a box. If you want to show oh, us the and box And sh- we, oh. we should, we should like open it and yeah. have the present. I, my mind drifted during it for that very reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, Lawrence. It's okay. I always listen to the ad reads. I'm used to, I'm used to people one that one time.
0: restating the things that I say in very close proximity. <laughs> I enjoy it. It's become a fun game. All right, uh, let's well let's bring on our star-studded mystery guest, Mr. Ryan Morrison, video game attorney. Uh, he called himself that, even though I love calling him that too. Uh, he's gonna set the record straight for us. Do you want to mute the video? Um. Hello. I'm not. You mean like this video? No, no. The YouTube video
4: that was playing in the background. Hello, Ryan. It, it, was, it wasn't Hello. playing. Video, hey, Ryan. Check. How's it going? Hey. hey. How
1: are you? Yeah.
4: Doing okay. Do that.
0: Oh, it's reloaded. Uh, I gotta unmute this now. There we go. All right, well, okay, so we had talked briefly before the podcast started and uh, I basically laid out all the stuff that I had turned up in my research, the ESRB, Peggy, UK government, all saying that for two very strict stipulations, that loot boxes are not gambling. However, you disagree with that, some point.
4: I disagree with that adamantly. Okay. Uh, disclaimer, 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 nothing I say is legal advice, don't rely on it, talk to an attorney, blah, 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 but not blah, 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 for real. You are an attorney. <laughs> I am an attorney, but talk to your own attorney. I'm not. Oh, he's not attorney. our attorney, he's our, right. which means we
3: can't like <laughs> tell him all the horrible shit we've done. He can tell anybody.
4: <laughs> exactly. So any attorney giving a specific answer on a podcast or a show like this is usually not the world's best attorney. Uh, you can only give general advice; otherwise, it's malpractice. So generally speaking, oh, wow. uh, the the ESRB has done so much for gaming. I have the utmost respect for them. I think they're a great organization. But I think this statement was incredibly irresponsible. Uh, gambling is three factors in most states. All 50 states have different rules. Other countries obviously have different rules. But the premise usually is, uh, some form of consideration, then some form of chance, and then some form of value that I can win. So my consideration, what that means is I can put in money or items in a game or, you know, whatever. If we can bet beans. If they mean something to me, that's consideration. Then there has to be a chance element where I don't really, it's not my skill uh, deciding the outcome. It's pure chance and then something of value. So it doesn't have to be money, doesn't have to be a currency, it's it's literally value. And that definition of what has value is uh, unfortunately, but truly, usually left up to the judge. Uh, So that's why we commonly hear the analogy, what about baseball cards? What about Magic the Gathering cards? How is that not a loot box? And it's a ridiculous analogy because judges say it is. And honestly, that's all that matters. Judges have said baseball cards are not gambling. When you pay $4 for a pack of baseball cards, you're not expecting to get a Mickey Mantle rookie card. You're expecting to get a pack of generic crappy baseball cards, but you enjoy them and they're going to mean something to you and there's value in that. Each card you could put a value of 25 cents on and that return on value, even if you don't get something magical or the hologram one, it's good. You know, you got something. Now, put that with a loot box in a game, when you open up Overwatch, and I'll pick on Overwatch because they're probably the one that's least likely to be gambling, But, uh, and I do a lot of work with them, so I don't mean it offensively, but just, oh, you open up Overwatch and Symmetra is there in her new Halloween skin, and you say, that's awesome, I want that skin. I'm buying that loot box to get the equivalent of a Mickey Mantle rookie card, because the, 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 the statistical return of that is so unlikely in that loot box that you have to buy a ton before you get anything. And I don't care that I get 300 voice lines for characters I don't play. There's quite literally no value there to me. So there's no, the, the argument that every loot box has a prize. I disagree with every single gambling attorney I've spoken with disagrees with it. Mm. Uh, there are certainly attorneys who don't practice in that world that think that's a great argument. And you know, I won't advise you when you get a Dewey, and I wouldn't expect a Dewey attorney to advise you on loot boxes. But that seems to be where all these quotes and everything are coming from. Uh, and that's my little ramble. Mm. <laughs>
3: That's what I said earlier. Yes. What if I told you I love voice lines, especially duplicates?
4: Well, I mean, in all seriousness, that is an argument to be had, and that is one that will be had. Uh, The downside here is a judge usually can't figure out how to open their email. What they can do (laughs) is figure out a a pack of baseball cards. They get that conversation. They don't get this conversation. And when you go in there and you say, Let's switch to Counter-Strike. And you say, look at the value of these, these skins. This one's selling for $500, but all these are only selling for a penny. If you're constantly winning the ones that sell for a penny, that's not value. That's, no one's going to buy that argument. And even if that's the one you wanted, you could have went and bought it for a penny. You didn't need to gamble. And uh, I, I really just don't see any judge anywhere siding with a loot box not being gambling.
2: So, Ryan, do you think CSGO has more of a leg to stand on than Overwatch? Because Overwatch, no. you can't even sell the stuff.
4: That's exactly right. So, other way around. I think Counter-Strike is unequivocal uh, like, without any def- uh, defense gambling. Oh. I think Overwatch is less likely to be. I use them because I still think that is gambling, but less likely to be. So
3: Because there's uh, an inherent value tied.
4: Right. So, th- the argument is if it's not liquid, if I can't transfer it or sell it or Got trade it. it uh, it might not be gambling, but honestly, the way a court's going to look at it with Overwatch is you can sell your account. You can trade your account. Mm-hmm. And even though that's against the terms of service rules, it's still technically a liquid asset, and they are sold. So the fact that it exists uh, makes it still possibly gambling. Now, you flip wow. over to Valve. Valve is basically helping you sell this stuff. They have a marketplace set up. They look the other way very intentionally at third-place market systems, too. Yeah. Uh, you know They know that stuff's going or, going on. And uh, we've only seen them take any action, and it was against gambling, straight up gambling, uh, after the Washington State Gambling Commission came down on them. Valve is not a foot forward kind of company in terms of fixing these things, and I don't think that's gonna change. I do think uh, they're not gonna be the ones hit either. I think it's gonna be some tier two company, some some, one of my clients probably, a mid-tier studio, who doesn't take this stuff seriously. They rely on the awful statement from the ESRB, and again, I respect them, but God, I hope they retract that. And uh, and I think that with those two things together, the mindset is, well, Valve does this, so I can do it. That's the mm-hmm. dumbest mindset possible because the the uh, the reality is they're not going to go after Valve. Valve's lawyers are way better than yours. Valve lawyers can they can afford to pay those lawyers forever. You can't. And the the tier two company that's a big enough target to to make an example of, but a little enough guy to not fight hard. <laughs> that's who they're going to go after. And they're you've seen it with. Uh, uh, Coppa, the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. Go look at who's been fined there. It's not, you know, Disney. It's it's uh, who is doing plenty of stuff wrong online. It's companies like, uh, you know, selling a lot in the App Store but not the top ten apps, and that's who gets hit. They're building up case law. They're building up precedent, and then they'll go after Valve. Then they'll go after Activision. But for now, it's uh, it's the indie developers that are going to get hit with a hammer. And if they're relying on statements like are being put out there. You know, the ESRB is not going to pay your legal fees when you get sued. I I don't really understand why that statement was released at all. And uh, I I just want to make it clear that I couldn't disagree more.
3: Do you think the ESRB, you you may have no idea, uh, but do you think the ESRB makes a statement like that just because they don't want to have to put in the bureaucratic legwork to outline what is and isn't okay?
4: Uh, so it's not really their job to do. So the ESRB is, is the only reason the game industry is not ruined right now. So I really <laughs> yeah. can't say how much I respect them. Uh, but, and for those who don't know, the ESRB is not a government agency. It's not like an actual anything. It's a group of gamers who basically said, we're going to police ourselves so that you guys don't come in here. Uh, cause every time the government comes in, as I said, the people legislating all our laws don't understand technology. I mean, look, who's president he he can't figure this stuff out you know and and in in the reality of that is if we're not policing ourselves someone else is going to and it's gonna be bad law so here I guess this was the idea of let's let's all as an industry come together and agree this is not gambling but that isn't how this works and that's not normally how the ESRB works their their job is to police us and to to talk about what's right and wrong here and this seemed like such a cop-out response when uh, it, it, and not even that, it's just wrong. Like, it's not even that I disagree. It is, I'm t- I, without giving specific legal advice, I'm telling you my legal <laughs> analysis is this is wrong. Like, uh, not, not difference of opinion, wrong.
2: How many years away do you think it is then if uh, they start bringing down mid-tier studios and eventually go after the big ones? How many years away do you think that is?
4: So very soon. Uh, the, oh. the, I've talked to three states gambling commissions. I've talked to many attorney generals uh, about the Trevor Martin, uh, pro syndicate stuff, yep. the CS sh- uh, lotto, uh, cause everyone wants that stuff to happen immediately. That's not how the legal system works. Uh, there are still states contemplating criminal charges there. there's still wow. gambling commissions that are going to come and talk about this stuff a lot more seriously. And once that happens, it opens the floodgates for all of these politicians to say, look at what they're doing to our kids. I mean, these loot boxes are without argument statistically creating children gamblers who are addicted to gambling on these loot boxes. And the the other websites like CSGO, Shuffle, Lotto, Wild, whatever, that only makes it worse, but the step one is the, the loot boxes that these companies are putting out. And once it becomes an election issue, when the next senators have to, who are up for election have to say, hey kids, we're gonna make sure that, we're, or hey parents, we're gonna protect your kids, uh, that's when this is gonna explode and you're gonna see ev- all 50 states come out about it. And uh, I really think that's way sooner than later.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask. So let's say that you're you're a game player who's mad about Battlefront Two. You're mad about loot boxes prol- proliferating high budget game dev. What do you do? What steps can you take? Uh, it sounds like one of the most powerful is wait for a senator to run on that platform and vote for that person. Is there something yeah. else can be done in the meantime?
4: Sure. I mean, if you're if you're against this and you're really worried about it, and, and it's the same with the, the the gambling the actual gambling stuff going on. You know, if you have a a younger brother or friend and you see them really going through a tough time, uh, I can't tell you how many emails we get a week at our law firm saying, you know, my kid lost 20 grand on this before I realized what he was doing. And your immediate reaction might be like terrible parent. But think about it. Like how easy is it to steal your parents credit card and do twenty thousand dollars worth of transactions in a night before they realize it? You know, yes, they should hide their cards better. But the reality is it's that easy to do and it happens so frequently. That those parents are reaching out to their their current congressmen and senators and everything else, and uh, you know the writing a letter to a congressman is something your grandmother does when she's unhappy with a parking meter, but it actually does work when enough people do it, and that's how they choose what issues they're going to run on. And the more people that do that, even the current ones in government now will start to care about this stuff.
1: Is there anything you think can be done to the fundamental framework of like the traditional loot box system to kind of make it more fair? less exploitative of kids and in, in the gambling it pushes
4: for sure so the first thing it, what I would love the ESRB to do here and uh, this is top of the head so it's not the most uh, thought out thing but it, what I would love for them to do is what the Washington State Gambling Commission does to Washington State casinos uh, what they have to do is the Washington State Gambling Commission goes to casinos and says show us the odds on this machine prove mm-hmm. to us this machine is not rigged and I don't need to know the odds on that machine, but the commission checks and make sure it's legit. If the ESRB wants to go to Activision and Valve and everything else and say, show us the odds on that Symmetra skin, let's come up with a value where that is an acceptable you know, b- floor. Uh, and if you fall under that floor, we're going to consider your loot boxes rigged and you're not allowed to sell them anymore. I think that is such a great way to police ourselves that we should do and heavily consider as an industry. Otherwise, the government's going to do it for us. The Washington State Gambling Commission will just do that for valve and they don't understand this industry so let DSRB or some equivalent do that and and I know that might be not what they're looking for and it might be a little too much for them to really stay on top of but it's it's something and it's it's a lot better than just saying they're okay when they're definitely not
0: sounds like a sounds like a privatized version of Chinese's or China's uh, regulation of gambling or online gambling yep And that's
4: that. All started with uh, with the I I don't want to guess at the name. I forget. But basically, there was this real life gambling machine you could do that was like a crank machine, and every mobile developer in China started putting that in their game, some equivalent of it, where you put in money and you turn a crank and you get a prize, very similar to loot boxes. It became ninety percent of a lot of those companies' income. It was in every game, and the kicker was most of those games were targeted at kids. So the Chinese government had to come in and really shut that down, and. If you don't think it's a direct parallel to what's happening here, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. It, it so is. Uh, you can look at the age demographics for these games and where the loot boxes are and who's buying them all. And sure, you and I have a grown-up job and an income, so we might buy more at once, or we might see something we really want and pay more. But the kids are the ones buying it consistently. The kids are the ones controlling CSGO Lounge and Dota 2 Lounge, where they're just buying and trading all this stuff. And they shouldn't be. You know, there, there's a reason. I'm not anti-gambling, to be clear. I bet on the Jets every week, and I'm always sad about it, but I try. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm not anti-gambling at all. I'm anti-unregulated gambling, and every state and country in the world agrees with me on that. Gambling needs regulation, or people lose their homes, their houses, and their livelihoods. Uh, I have an addictive personality. If, if there wasn't a that's enough button sometimes, you know, I, I would have a much worse life. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad there is, and I think there should be here too. Okay. And this is coming from someone who spent. Thousands between Dota and Heroes of the Storm and Overwatch and everything. So mm-hmm.
0: yeah. you know, I get it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, high <laughs> All
4: right. Well, do you guys have any
1: uh, follow-up
2: questions? All good for me. At least.
1: Uh, I'm just wondering if, if, uh, in your, you know, uh, educated opinion, if, if, uh, the ESRB were to attach, you know, a, a 18 plus M f- for mature rating to the to any game that has a loot box system. How much, if you know, if a child did spend 20 grand on a game, and that goes to court, how much leverage just having that rating, you know, gives them, because, uh, you know, at that point, it becomes like, well, this game was not intended for a child to play, we clearly, right. you know, explicitly said that.
4: And keep in mind, those rating systems mean nothing. It's Absolutely. These, these rating systems, yeah. but they mean a lot when you get to court. Sure. Uh, and that's because we're proving we are trying to regulate ourselves. We're proving there's some kind of barrier to entry there. And I would love to see that alone. I mean, it's it's. Do I think that that's overkill in some scenarios? Probably, but it's it's also the truth of if you're going to let a 13 year old buy something, it's you need to regulate that. And it's it's just uh, that's the truth of it. And I know that that's not always the most popular opinion, but it's, and it's not even necessarily my opinion. It's just the legal reality. And we're, we're just getting away with it right now as an industry. That's what everyone doesn't get. This is not an argument. We're just getting away with it right now. And the second our, our politicians and legislators and any kind of executive branch members realize this, you know, we're screwed as a whole industry. It's it's going to come down real hard when it comes down. They just don't get it yet, but they will.
1: Oh, well, and as the people that age into those positions know the actually know the gaming industry, th- then I think there's like a fundamental change yeah. happening you're,
4: there. You're going to see uh, a wave in about five to ten years of people who are, are going to be a mix of the pure-hearted and the rats with an interest to get ahead come in and point out all these things this industry does, which is illegal, which there are many. We could... You know, we do, I, I host a podcast every week about things that we get away with basically. And uh, you know, it, it, once that happens, you're going to see legislators come in and say, everyone look, I, we've been doing this for 10 years and I'm going to fix it. And that's how their platforms and their uh, campaigns are going to run.
0: Interesting. Um, I, guess, I guess one final question, looking at the next five to 10 years, given that Activision and EA seem to be doubling down hard on this manner of revenue, essentially they're, they're pointing at it to be their next big pillar of revenue. Do you think that those companies will see some disruptions in revenue flow? So they build these giant tentpole franchises that are meant to run for years and get tens of thousands of dollars off loot crates, so say Battlefront 2, three years from now, it's found that loot boxes are gambling. What effect would that have on existing platforms that already use those revenue hooks?
4: Well, I mean, even if they're found as gambling, there's going to be heavy fines, and it's criminal in a lot of cases, so potentially jail time, although unlikely to be frank. Uh, but it, except for the actual gambling websites, loot boxes being found gambling, that'll probably be fines and punishment, not jail time. We'll see. But, uh, but regardless, once that happens, it's not like shut your game down, no more loot boxes. It's let's figure out how to do this within the confines of the law. And there are ways to do that. I wish that was the conversation now. How can we do this legally rather than is this legal? Cause it's, it's not legal as it is now, in my opinion. And I I think that there are certainly ways to make it legal and to do it legal. And one of the ways I said would be make sure the value is a return on the consideration. It's not enough. You get four items in every loot box. It's only enough if those have enough value where it was worth the original gamble. And Hmm. here it's it's just not.
0: Hmm. Okay. Uh all right, Mr. Morrison, thank you for your time and your expertise. Yeah, thank you Ryan. the podcast
4: that you host. Yeah, Robot Congress, oh, right? Thank you. Yeah, it's called Robot Congress. And we actually just uh, had Mark Whipple on, who's in, in the top gambling attorney that I know. He, he was the general counsel for the company that makes golden tea. Uh, he was on last week. So, yeah, if you Google Robot Congress, we talked about this for a full hour and went through everything. Cool. Wonderful. Cool.
1: Cool. <laughs> thank All you, well,
2: guys. Yeah, thank you for your time.
1: Thank
2: you. Bye. Thank you. All right. Wow. You Super goes. educational. Yeah, right? I like that a lot.
1: Finally, we have some, some defense, so <laughs> we can keep him on retainer. <laughs> well,
2: yeah. no, I was
3: like, "Here's a dollar," <laughs> right, so I murdered a woman. She's, she's buried in the backyard. Well, now we're
0: implicated. Damn. Hmm. Uh, but well, uh, one one thing you won't be gambling gambling your money with is an order from Mac Weldon. Sorry, I got to drop in real quick because we're running low on time. Uh, Mac Weldon promises you it'll be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants you'll ever wear. Yep. We as someone me. who, yeah.
2: I, got my own. Yeah, I stock
0: on. up every day on them, and uh, it's delightful. But, hey, don't take my word for it. I told you it wasn't a gamble. They want you to be comfortable, and if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they'll still refund you, no questions asked. Try that with Overwatch. You don't like your loot box too bad. Yeah, I wish I could get a refund. <laughs> yeah, nope, you don't get to have it. And uh, not only do they look good, they perform well, too. It's good for going out. It's good for working out. It's a good all-around shirt. It's good to stock out your wardrobe with something uh, just a cut above. Cut above thrift store, because I was, I was in that... For about a decade, felt good to felt good to punch it up a little, um, and underwear. thanks to our uh, <laughs> thanks to our offer code, you can pay nearly thrift store prices. Uh, just go to macweldon.com and use promo code Soup for twenty percent off. That's S O U P at macweldon.com. So thank you, Mac Weldon, for your fine clothes and your lovely discount code.
1: I wear my gran- your grandpa's um, clothes. <laughs> just so
3: you know,
0: Marvel Puzzle Quest oh. shows you the odds. Oh, does it? Of getting
1: oh, uh, oh, you most things in? in the game. Should have mentioned that to That's him. actually pretty
3: useful. I have no yeah. idea if they're accurate. They could oh, be, yeah. in, be in much hot hotter water by lying about the odds. <laughs> is, but is pulling a fast
1: one admissible in court?
3: Your Honor. It's just a fast. It's
0: No big deal.
2: <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> carries clothes. Innocent.
0: Mister Morrison hit on hit on something that I think is really interesting. And here's 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 a thoughtable for Lawrence Brand thoughtable.
2: Little thoughtables.
0: Yeah, I need to need to get those shirts. So, um, gambling right now, and gambling as a construct is kind of constructed around the idea that money is the most important thing you can win, right? Mm Because it's exchangeable for things. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's interesting that all of the definitions seem to rely on, you don't win money, therefore it's not gambling. But I think that kind of willingly, or even unwillingly, through ignorance, doesn't acknowledge that now with games, gamers are conditioned to want some things more than money because they can't get them with money. So, it it reminds me of the... uh, this old chestnut, um you stole my fucking cloud song. Oh yeah. Which is one of my favorites. <laughs> That's right. Um I guess I guess obscenity warning for anyone. Why isn't it playing?
1: <laughs> you are you you go you just said you stole my fucking cloud song and then you went obscenity <laughs> warning.
0: warning. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler well, alert. <laughs> it's it's more like it, it gets worse in the video itself, which is not playing for some reason. Ah, uh, nothing but right, uh man. there we go. Why was it gonna get changed? What's the story behind this again um my understanding is I think this was Dark Age of Camelot um, There was a so- a sword called the cloud song had a phenomenally low drop rate, and this was before Games had like greed need mechanics in the game. Yeah, so you could ninja loot Which was you just run up to an enemy pick up everything and you fucking run? Um, so there was like some giant boss that had a really low drop rate for a sword I <laughs> Somebody zerged his cloud song. Man, so many late 90s terms. Anyway. Wow. Uh, so a very rare loot drop. Some dude just swiped it with this dude spending who knows how many hundreds of hours trying to get his cloud song. Ooh. And then he has this meltdown that got recorded and, and preserved on the internet. Point is like... There's a remix of this somewhere. Yeah. Right? There's, oh, awesome. there are yeah, Absolutely. For this gentleman, uh, the cloud song was worth more be. than money. Um, <laughs> and For this connoisseur. <laughs> and, and it's pretty clear that like... This was even before Loot Box. This was just when games were developing the sort of uh, gameplay mechanics that would get you hooked on random drops. So it had that aspect to it, um, making you build up a lot of investment, making you care a lot about the drops, and the rarity is what gave it value. Um, so I think that a lot, of, a lot of these, like it's all the baseball card analogy, but baseball card analogy needs to also factor in that when you go to the playground and you have a foil Mickey Mantle or whatever, that has value aside from just the value of the card. Uh, if you're playing a video game and you have awesome gear, that has value aside from just the hours spent to get it or the rough monetary equivalent. It's it's the sense of achievement. It's the showing well, off to other people. It, it's the representing well, of all of that.
3: So Something, too, about the baseball card analogy. Also, isn't that um, like gaming
0: commenting on that? I
3: don't know. Uh, One year ago. I don't know if this this is relatable at all, but the the whole an- analogy between the baseball cards and this baseball cards don't initially have value generally like when you're buying a, a pack a of baseball cards you get a mickey, you get a card that says oh here's this new baseball player mickey mantle and then you hold on to it for 60 years and then it's worth money i mean they don't have rookie mickey mantle cards in baseball packs now
2: but they but they do have uh, they do have cards that are rookies for like huge players this year that you can sell. They do have that. That exists. Yeah,
3: I know, but they're, they're still the value of them is still
1: well, what tangible Question. value does Cloud's song A- have? A- no, I'm not saying, I'm match. just
3: saying in terms of like gambling, the sure. baseball cards being okay, gambling. wait longer, the value will go up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. it's the yeah. whole idea initially between baseball cards is that on imp- you're just getting cards of players you like. Sure. Yeah. People happen to be insane <laughs> and turn things that aren't worth anything into things that are oh. worth something. Yeah, it's all so subjective. 60 years later, someone goes, that card, that card's worth $25,000. Because it was rare. Be- That's because nobody ever had it. But That's it wasn't hard. necessarily... Like, I'm sure a lot of those cards are rare, but no one gave a shit about the other players no. who had rare cards, too, because they weren't Mickey Mantle. Right. You know? So it's, it's, it's an interesting situation. These are situ like he said, Symmetra as a dragon?
2: I gotta have Symmetra as a dragon, yeah. you know? And that's not gonna be worth- that skin's not gonna be worth anything in ten oh, years. Oh, we
0: don't know.
2: We don't know. <laughs> we don't know, alright? I gotta sell that account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Those fucking white iBuds in TF2 had some crazy real market value. I have those. Yeah, oh, the, the steam stuff. You have been hit up by some random asshole trying I don't, to trade you, I don't get, think him so. to, get you to trade them away? Well, the steam I have,
3: stuff, I can't believe, I still can't believe,
2: like, that they just are okay with it. I mean, I, like, uh-huh. well, that, like he said, it's just that nobody knows about it. Yet. Yeah. And like, basically, like they're just, let, we're we're letting them get away with it. That's all. Well, are the people, this. by the way, making the rules and laws for this land. Yep. Well, That uh, don't know how to do
3: fucking anything.
0: I mean, there's, there's always gonna be that wraparound, though. So you get older, you get wiser, you get into a position where you can make decisions. And then there's a hot window where you still understand the world as it works, but have the like temperament the to power
2: make, or the temperament. Yeah. Well, and then the it respect.
0: clicks past that where you don't understand computers anymore. But you're in a position of m- making rules and regulations for
1: those things. Yeah, and all these companies that are part of Big Loot Box, they're all put pumping money into the economies of the states that they live in through their unregulated yeah, gambling. They're, they're generating it Big Loot Box. The thing that Big I, think loot down. box
0: I mean, uh, I think he alluded to it, but yeah, I'm really curious if slash when these fines get metered out. It'll be something like, wow, $5 million. And yet yeah. EA cleared a billion in one year right
2: because of loot boxes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Selling to like football fans soccer fans in Europe
1: and stuff like yeah, that. yeah I mean I guess what you don't want to get in Into the pattern of these companies that are making so much money that they just eat the fine Oh, that's exactly well, what it is. like no, totally I'm, pretty right. sure, I'm pretty
0: sure they're smart enough to see this coming they are just like we made a billion dollars. We can pay five million in fines later Here's the thing too,
3: and I think it's a layer of complexity that May stand in the way of it is that gambling isn't even figured out in the United States Hmm. That's why there are some states where you can and some states where you can not and some states where the lottery is Okay, and some states that aren't like it's not figured out. So how are you supposed to make FIFA? (laughs) With gambling in it and then have it shipped to Florida uh, Nevada and Brazil
0: well, yeah. This is why publishing is hard.
3: <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, but like, like, I, I'm curious to see how it's all going to drop out. Publishers. That's, that's, I'm mean, saying the fines may be $5, five million, Oh, I see. But it. if, there's, if the they regulation. can't do it, then they're like, how are we supposed to sell this game anymore? We yeah. can't sell this game anymore.
0: Well, they, they figure that stuff out. They, like, pu- publishers do more than cancel games that look cool. They also, they're also the ones responsible for making sure that games hit the legal and financial requirements for all, this, all the territories they're launched in. Um, like Bethesda has to remove swastikas from Wolfenstein to release it in Germany. That's a very small example, but it's also just making sure that, like, by region, the language or what's said in a game doesn't have a colloquial meaning that might be offensive, all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure understanding gambling laws state by state and country by country will be a part of that now. But the thing is, the money still justifies it. You know, if if it weren't raking in just ass loads of cash, there'd be no reason for publishers to hire up an entire division to make sure they're compliant with gambling law in every country and every state that they launch
2: in. That's why I think like large companies accept uh, working their employees uh, into vast amounts of overtime and not paying them, hmm. because they'll do that forever until they get caught. And then when they get caught, they'll settle out of court, and, and they'll they, settle out of yeah. court for pennies on the dollar. Mm-hmm. So at that point, they made hundreds of millions of dollars in labor, and then they only had to pay out ten million.
1: Yeah. Goddamn corporations. All these class think, action lawsuits opinion. that ultimately amount to nothing yeah. because right. of the time and the.
3: It's so easy to be rich if you have no morals. It really is. Man, right. Put that really on my grace. Why aren't you rich? I was going to say, put that <laughs> on my grave. <gravestone.
1: laughs> you got You me. I got him. You married me. <laughs> 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 You're so you poor, poor. you poor. <laughs> you
3: poor. I'm poor. you poor. Man, they got to lower that credit limit, though, <laughs> those parents. Yeah, really? $20,000. What do you need $20,000 limit on a credit card for? buy
1: you. a new kid. <laughs> Jeez. All right, well, <laughs> your, I have your current a, one sucks. I
3: use an ATM outside of the three square blocks in which I live, and I get a call <laughs> an, from City Bank. Yeah,
0: same sure. with me. I get emails and shit. That's the wrong it's. Anyway. Uh, so I, I found a couple of passages on the internet and when I read them, I thought gee I would like to hear Bruce read these things. We're mm. already, already
2: in an hour there Lawrence. Sorry right we're well, out of time. We, we started late. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. Them. I just really want to hear Bruce read these I'll things. I'll read them, yeah, if you want me so to here, I'm. Read fast
0: here's fast. a new oh. segment for produced if I'm gonna make Bruce read a few things. All right. Is this year. in place of hardnetting? Uh, it can be, um, oh. but people would probably hate that. I got a hardnetting anyway. It'd probably be, it'll probably oh, go fast. If Bruce performs okay. well right. enough, they might not hate it. Bruce Theater,
2: please read that. This is all right. Do you want to tell you what it's about? No? No, just go for it. According to the listing, the Mega XL Bundle features all the games from Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 Remix, open parenthesis, Kingdom Hearts Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts Re-Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts 358 over 2 days, (laughs) close parenthesis, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix, open parenthesis, Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts Re colon, coded. How do you say that? Recoded. Recoded? Just recoded? <laughs> close parentheses. And Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8, final chapter prologue, open parentheses, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop, distance HD, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 0. 0.2, Birth by Sleep, a fragmentary passage, <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, cross, back, cover, close parentheses. How are people excited for that franchise? <laughs>
1: Never again. Bruce, All I right. have a trivia question for you. What is that? <laughs> what system is, is 358 over two days Made, what is that for? What system system? Yeah, what system is that game developed for?
2: Oh, ps2? I don't know
1: 3ds or mm. DS.
2: Oh, I would never Ooh. have done
0: that. Yeah
1: oh. no, I <laughs> guess you're not, you're not the, over 2. I guess you're not the Kingdom Hearts expert that uh, the
0: Channels made you out <laughs> to thank be. Thank God
2: for that. I know.
0: <laughs> I got one more passage for you Right here. Um, you have to read this and tell me which one you hated reading more.
2: You got it. This one's from Molten Calf. Yeah. seems like it's Tumblr. a posting of some sort. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a Tumblr posting. I yeah. sincerely apologize for spamming you all with the Hamilton fanfic controversy, but it's really giving me so much strength. It's been a while since we've had the kind of scandal that only Tumblr can provide, like the, like the person who robbed graves, the person who mailed their toe to another person so they can make a necklace of it, etc. This scandal is just so fucking good, you know? White American college girl pretends to be a non-binary Chinese Pakistani Muslim human trafficking survivor and their American uh, woman of color wife and they live in India? And they suffered a miscarriage. And they both have HIV. Also, she can scam people out of money in a mass kudos on an archive of our own for our Hamilton HIV fanfic. And she does this for years. <laughs> and the person who uncovered it is doing it for revenge because the fake HIV fanfic writer made them delete a fanfic about Lin-Manuel Miranda and Thomas Jefferson as cannibal mermaids performing oral sex and unironically accused them of gentrifying
1: cannibalism?
2: I mean, this shit is fucking gold.
1: Uh, That's worse uh, than the woman that pretended to be at 9-11. 9-11. <laughs> 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 HIV fanfic. I
2: uh I hated reading the Kingdom Hearts one more. Okay, good. The Tumblr one I loved. Well, because that guy had a perspective on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was self-aware. Uh,
1: okay.
2: The Kingdom Hearts one is not at all self-aware of what it was writing.
1: <laughs> Game titles are amazing. Oh, gosh, are I'm amazing. kill myself.
2: All right, Bruce. Thank you. Thank Anytime.
0: you for enduring that for no us. Uh, all right, time to hard net. People have been. Dyson show is still still the clear winner. Doing great. People have been throwing this round one around a lot, so I'm gonna put it up against. So it's the Marble Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> So, what's cool? 311,000. <laughs> yeah, we oh, a marble audience. The Marble Olympics, yeah, there's a marble oh, audience. There's, there's uh, marbles from everywhere. Oh, the high <laughs> jump. <job. laughs> <That's the high laughs> <job. laughs> Wait, hold on. Marbles are pretty predictable, though. Are they? Maybe you need a, a competitive oh! event to, 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 to say. So, this is one of many uh, many features in the Marble oh, Olympics. Oh, you can't hit the bar. This. That's illegal. But it's all extremely serious. So, they have a commentator.
1: At any given height. Five. Easy as can be. So, and <laughs> yes, do they post regular content, Lawrence?
0: Yeah, I okay, can hit that bar. That so they're, they, they just, I think they just hey, wrapped they're... up the Marble Olympics 2017, um, mm, with many events? different events. Uh, so let's see here, they got the wow. underwater event, archery, steeplechase, high Sweet. jump, block pushing, relay run, hurdles, 5 meter sprint, fidget spinner, hmm, long jump, uh, the opening ceremonies, qualifications, uh, let's see your sand marble race 17.
1: Halloween Marble Race. Yeah. Halloween Marble oh, okay. <laughs> Race.
0: With LED <laughs> golf balls. Whoa! So yeah, there's there's just a lot we of a lot of very professional, world, professionally produced, within, austere, respectable events evolving balls weight, that roll. do you
1: choose your ball and Ready? then bet on it? You is this it? gambling? I guess gambling? you could. Hey, if you mm. wanted
0: to. This isn't
1: this is re- regulated, Lawrence. We learned a lot today. This is just in the street.
2: No, it's just down a curb, a gutter.
1: I love this. Shut up! We're trying to sleep! Nudging each other.
2: Oh, oh the blue! Who's taking it? Or whatever the name is. I've seen like Zapp Have you ever seen gifs of this before? Like gifs of balls
3: racing each other, and it's like the most compelling thing in the world. You can see that. It's like the yellow. Like the last place. There's some gif on the internet of like balls rolling down a hill. But it's the most compelling thing in the world because it's exactly like this. There's like a blue ahead the whole time, and at the very end, the last place passes them. Pink overtakes blue. Like reds, Reds come following in the back, and there's green.
4: As his they have set the, the bottom of discourse. Listen course. to the music. Oh, the oh, 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 no, no. No, no. oh just barely Ooh. missed the obstacle. Going to enter Yeah, this is parade. very
2: spooky music. So these are golf balls, not right. marbles. Right. There
4: you see back behind, jack Yeah, they're lit golf second. balls. Watch out for the skeleton! Skeleton! Oh! oh wow. The oh, Look out the skeleton! Mm. Purple's really, so. really on tone.
3: pace to break
0: the world record, which Oops. is zero because no one's done this before. Too busy getting laid.
3: Trying to catch up to Jack I don't
0: right. know, this this dude, or uh, rather, the, the fine mind's in,
4: in charge of the Marble Olympics. Oh, no. yellow. are getting quite a following. Yeah, so yellow. comes out of nowhere. Oh. Action, uh, I, I love the action cams. <laughs> wow. Jack- Look out yeah. for that leaf! See, no, the, the leaves wouldn't stop
2: at all, it's just a pile of
4: leaves.
1: Amazing. Wow.
0: So, I
3: just yes. like the idea of him going, but how will I stop
0: them? Oh, leaves. Just brush some dirt in there. <laughs> There's a there's a rally race sand race here. I know who I'm voting for. Oh, is this for the it.
3: one? How old is this one? This sorry, one I may have seen like a week ago.
0: Oh okay. Uh, August August nineteenth. Sorry. There, I I've seen Whoa. some of these before. Yeah. Maybe this is the channel. This might. Be, I mean, it is it it is making the rounds a lot. A lot of people have suggested it. Uh, so I don't I don't know to what degree um, being hip cool and, and unnoticed matters to your evaluation of what is netting hard. Where does he live that has so many slight declines? I, I love the the piping in of the audience cheers.
3: Uh oh, silver. That blue one's drafting, though. Whoa, to make it his move! <laughs> he got third. I think he pulled third out of it. It's okay. It's seasonal, so it's just one third place finish. <laughs> oh, Congratulations, beautiful.
0: Starry and Team Galactic. You're the Marble Master. Holy shit. All right, awesome. so there you go. Star Wars Marble Run. Uh, let's see here. That's a
3: lot of views. Millions of views here. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, he's got a bigger a big channel deal. than us.
2: A big deal. Fuck, the Marble Olympics are super popular. They're way more popular than we are. Do you think we could get them on? Oh, maybe. We should call a Marble Olympics. The there should there be announcers. There's
3: one of these that I've seen that is just amazing. It's, the, it's the marble free equivalent free of that video of the iguana trying to run from the snakes. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, iguanas running is great. Uh, all right, so let's let's put it up to a vote, you guys. Mm. Dyson well, Dyson well real quick, can marble we watch America? the latest Dyson show? Or let's oh, sure, see, yeah. The first yeah, joke or two? For sure, absolutely.
2: Absolutely If I laugh at Eight it, years I, ago, I gotta get in the boat hey, Such energy They asked me
3: Why I'm always Cleaning my gutters I said because My wife thinks My mind is up there She's
0: always saying
4: Your mind is in the gutter Alright I'll go look
3: <laughs> He's not actually Gonna look That's why he does That thing at the end Every time so,
1: And then
2: he explains The joke And then he explains it again it's So charming well, it's, yeah, it's,
1: Look at that
3: There's a joke there about his mind being in the gutters. Oh, I know. But he didn't make it.
2: (sighs) Well, he said, told you what it was.
0: All right, guys. Uh, James, Dyson Show, Marble Runs. Normally, I don't
3: like to vote for something with such a massive following, one (laughs) that dwarfs our own (laughs) for fear that we may someday be a candidate on hard netting. Um, But I'm going to have to go to the Marble Olympics. It's too comprehensive and well done uh, to not deserve the recognition.
2: All right. Um, Bruce, what do you think? I'm going with Marble Olympics as well. well. Uh, Dyson's show has never been funny. I do like him, (laughs) but he's never been funny, and I apologize to Mr. Dyson. All right. <laughs> nice.
0: You're
2: the best judge Elise, <laughs> uh, how about well, you? Uh,
1: well. An open and warm invitation still stands for Mr. Dyson. Should he uh, be I in, would love him the, to come by the show. He, I, I, I believe he lives in California. If he's in the I Los Angeles it. area, we he's he welcome anytime. Um, oh, the I put it on sport? the bookshelf. Um, that being said, uh, the competitive spirit- uh, of the Marble Olympics mm. won me over mm-hmm. uh, in spades. The production value. It's really great. The, the care and the meticulous nature of their setup. Uh, I'm going to have to vote for Marblelympics. Okay, Marble Olympics. They made little
0: fan signs for the audience marbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's did. great. All right. Well, Marble Olympics takes it. You thought Dyson Show couldn't be beat. Uh, one but, uh,
1: f- maybe one final joke from Joe, James. Just
0: one one. We'll send him off. We'll send them off. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, my bad. Oh. <laughs>
3: Read it. <laughs> I just gagged it in my mouth. <laughs> Can you imagine if Superman and Clark Kent got married to different women? That would be super. Man?
2: No, it's just that's the end of the joke. All
1: right. Joe has a beautiful spirit. He does.
2: I would agree. He's very positive.
3: I just found out mm-hmm. don't hitchhike in the carpal tunnel. Because
0: your thumb. Your
2: thumb, I think. I yeah. Think
1: ah, I, I love it. All
0: right. Well, uh, it's it's time for for RT Corporate, the RT Corporate portion of the podcast. We're talking about (laughs) merch. They
2: can't hold us. (laughs) Wait a minute. They own us. (laughs) We're actually employees of
0: the company. Oh,
2: we're corporate too.
0: No, it's okay. It's about inventing an antagonist that makes you appear more likable in the eyes of the audience. Nice. Uh, We got some joggers. I love these. They're really Actually, really fucking comfortable. Very very cool. Uh, So thanks, RT Corporate, uh, for the. (laughs)
1: Oh, uh, we mean fuck you. <laughs>
2: I saw you do that. Send I knew us that more was, gonna yeah, it was totally going to happen. Gonna
0: so uh, uh, let's see here. 44 dollars US dollars on uh, store.rooster.com. They're great. Um, actually, if you want to get to our collection, just all of our stuff, it's bit.ly slash FH merch. Uh, a couple of other announcements Mothers Be Aware shirt. Yeah, that's right. You asked for it, and there it is. Uh, but it's available for pre order. Yep. So it's going to be shipping on November 10th, but. If you, want, uh, if you want to capitalize on the flavor of the year, I'm, uh, I'm comfortable flavor saying it. Flavor of the year? Of the year. Wow. 2017 is the year of the mothers. Uh, make sure to pre-order that. And one final note, there's a clearance sale going on on the store right now. So just store.reste.com collection clearance or just go to store.reste.com, click on the thing. There's some good stuff in there, man. There's some glow-in-the-darks, some uh, funhouse Varsity jackets down to $40. Bucks. Way, that's way marked down. Yeah, and that is a great jacket saved me from Boston No, uh, I like that, that gray
1: long-sleeve tee I wear yeah. that at home. It was only $14. Yeah, yeah
2: there's some good stuff in there.
0: <laughs>
1: only $14, Bruce!
2: <laughs> I'm actually surprised. They cut in half, all the prices. Uh, yeah.
1: That still beanie, I'll that. never be in the RT store again. <laughs> They're slowly <laughs> phasing out all the clothing that I model. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm still
0: waiting on... Uh, I'm waiting for troll shirts to start hitting the clearance it's gonna bin. It's going to pick
1: up. I know it. <laughs>
0: oh, sure. I, I want it to be in the clearance bin so we can move on, but it's still just listed there.
2: Still just... Oh, the tourism bureau shirt. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Joel.
1: Joel. I love that every I
0: time I say-
2: <laughs> Joel, he's gonna be gone from the RT store forever. <laughs> oh, oh no, Joel.
0: Our favorite, our favorite voice. <laughs> We own you,
2: motherfucker. It's know, I know. ready for adventure. So there he's you go. Like there you have it.
0: Um, first episode of LXJ went up on the YouTube
2: channel. So he, he means League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, we all know what Dungeons it. and Dragon. I, I don't, don't know about everybody knows it. that our our Dungeons and Dragons campaign.
1: Yeah. Now three episodes are up on. Rooster Teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So
0: you you can watch the first episode for free, get a flavor of the reboot, and if you find that flavor to your liking, you can sign up for a first membership to watch the rest. Uh, and I guess that'll do it for today's episode. Thank you guys for watching. Hopefully, we all learned a little bit about loot boxes. Maybe hopefully dispelled some of the anger that at this point it kind of sounds like it's just a waiting game. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was very educational for me. Um, I was. I was prepared to take it up the asshole, uh, because I've just been used to that, living in a uh, corporate America. But, uh, no, it's actually pretty good to hear from, from those in the know that it, um, it's, uh, it's pretty unquestionably gambling and will be regulated as such soon. So that's kind of cool. Video games are not dead after all. And uh, from my perspective, I was like, man, if, if you want single-player games with no bullshit, just go for that mid-tier stuff on Steam. Axiom Verge don't have that. Hellblade don't have that. That's true. There's some uh, there's some real good single-player narrative-based games that are still getting made. Preach it, sister. Yeah! Got to end on an up note, so people come back next week. Speaking of, please come back next week. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, please feel free to recommend it to a friend. Leave us a rating on iTunes or um, whatever Stitcher, whatever service you use. Not, uh, not Spotify. They won't return my emails. <laughs> but what are you going to do?
2: That's true. They know Lawrence already.
0: Uh, I, I already used to be there. a
3: schizophrenic comedian. I'd open my act by saying, "Both of us come walking into a bar." You know, the joke isn't I walk into it's a bar. Not a joke. It's, not it's a generally joke. a man walks into a bar. Yeah, I know, I know.
0: So the joke is wrong in this joke. <laughs> the
2: joke is wrong. <laughs> All
0: right, we got the post show coming up uh, for first first viewers that are watching live. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube or uh, if you're listening via podcast, maybe check it out. There's usually a link in the description. Um, I don't know. I'm feeling spicy. I think this might be a public week. Make the post show public. Whoa. Yeah, I just I just decided that because because I'm an executive. You can do whatever you want. I'm corporate now. Uh, buyer, oh, joggers. Lawrence, Chief, on the phone.
2: There, Chief, uh, That's Bernie. He said you're fired.
0: Said it's
1: you're fired. it's says, Teeth. That's right. He called you a chump.
2: Oh. <laughs> I'm selling
0: your, I'm selling the joggers, Bernie. Please. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, uh, and we'll catch you next week. And if you're watching live, stay tuned. So see you in a bit. Bye. Bang.